Hello, straight shooters. This past weekend was a special one, where many of us were gathered around our television sets for a very special occasion. And of course, it's February, so that very special occasion was, of course, the Super Bowl commercials. And we're going to be talking all about them today on Straight Shot Marketing Podcast. Welcome to Straight Shot. Marketing is everywhere. It's around your life. From what you eat to what you wear and where you go. It is a vital part of any and all business. Let's discuss the world of marketing and business as it influences everyday life with the staff of Atlanta Marketing Agency, Reformation Productions, and guests as they give it to us straight. Get ready. Take aim. Steady. Welcome to Straight Shot. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Straight Shot. Uh, this time of year is fun for us because this is Super Bowl time. And why that is so exciting is because with Super Bowl comes the Super Bowl commercials. It's the exact opposite of everybody it's else ex- in the world. That what, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I think everybody kind of tunes in to see the commercials. Well, sometimes the commercial is the best part. Unfortunately, a, a lot of the Super Bowl commercials, if not all of them, they get leaked ahead of time on channels like YouTube and things like that. So people are going ahead of the Super Bowl and actually checking out the commercial. They're cheating. It takes a lot of the fun out of it is what it does. It's cheating. Um, but yeah, and I did not cheat. Did you cheat? No. No, we actually no. hung in there, watched a little bit of football yeah. in between the commercials, which is, you know, <laughs> it's nice that they can entertain us with some sports in between the commercials. <laughs> well, you know, we started uh, doing this uh, once a year. Back before the podcast, I would get the entire agency together. We'd have a party and we would watch the commercials and talk about them and that sort of thing. Uh, and then it turned into where we would chat on social media mm-hmm. with with people, you know, grading the commercials. And then, uh, what, two years ago, I guess, we started putting it as a, an episode of the, the podcast. And it seems yes. to be very popular. That's because who doesn't like the commercials? Well, <laughs> well depending on whether or not they like the commercials. Yeah. Who isn't excited about the commercials? I'll say that. And sometimes we get disappointed. Sometimes we get pleasantly surprised. And sometimes we're just plain confused. Yeah. they The commercials, uh, for those of you that don't know kind of where this whole thing came from, the Super Bowl was the one time during the year when most of America was huddled around their TV set on one station watching one show. So to take advantage of that, companies would all advertise and fight to advertise in that one show, which of course made the prices go up because of the law of supply and demand. So they would then unveil these special commercials because it costs so much to get there. And we got to see the best of what they had during the Super Bowl. Now, often they would break, they would debut here, and then they would continue on to use that commercial throughout the year. But uh, this has always been the you know unveiling of companies' uh, best things moving what forward. What this is is everybody's bringing their A game. You've got Team A playing Team B, and you know the, the both the players that both the teams that come to the Super Bowl are bringing their A game because they want to win that title. Yep. Now, we expect these heavy-hitting brands to do the same thing. We expect them to bring their A game because they're all doing battle in between 
the football game, whatever, whatever the, the sports. <laughs> so we generally, and I think, you know, us from a marketing perspective, because yes, we are advertising snobs, but also I think the general public expects, like you said, that these commercials be the best of the best of what the right. brand that we're familiar with has to offer. Yeah. Well, what uh, we've done it different, you know, throughout the years. When we first started, it was live in, in real time with the game. So we would literally talk about everyone. Uh, we tried to do that the first year, which is now three years ago or so. Oh, way more than that. Um, and uh, we, we, you can't get through it. It ends up being too long if we talk and about you, all of and them. And you miss commercials. So, yeah. So what we did this year or what we did last year is we kind of went through and, and talked about our favorites and we got through a couple of them. Uh, we're going to do it a little different this year. Uh, what I've done is I've kind of categorized the hundred commercials. There was exactly a hundred commercials, commercials played during the Super Bowl. Um, so I'm going to kind of categorize those and we'll talk about the categories. Now, one of the things that's different this year than before last year, if you go look at our other Super Bowl ones that we did, I always play the commercials. I'm not going to play the commercials this time. Um, we have a playlist on a straight shot marketing podcast, YouTube channel that you can go there, look for super bowl 55. And then all, all of the commercials, including ones that we're not going to talk about today are listed on there for you to see all, all of them. Now I'll play some of them, but not all of them because YouTube really doesn't like it when all this copyrighted stuff goes by. Goes by. So you get a um, little itchy about that. Yeah. So uh, we'll talk about them, play a little bit of it. But if you want to see the full thing, go to uh, Straight Shot Marketing Podcast YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube, type in Straight Shot Marketing Podcast. You know how to do it. And there'll be a Super Bowl um, 55, which is LV playlist. You'll see them there. Isn't it LIV? No, that is something good to talk about. There was a huge, in my opinion, mistake in the design of the, of the logo this year. Oh, because of the trophy that was the I eye. is the trophy, yes. Oh. Because LV is 55, LIV is 54. <laughs> so I think yes. I thought it was. A, I think, to your point, my brain took that as an I. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, or I did too. Roman numeral one. I did too when I first saw it. And, and every time that they showed it using the little logo they made, uh, it said the same thing to me. And that's, that's <laughs> incorrect. So those of you that did that, bad move. Way to go, Super Bowl. <laughs> Since we're going to be all judgy, you know, marketing people here today. Your logo sucks. <laughs> it's misleading and bad. Poor Well, taste. all they had to do is, uh, well, I'll tell you how to do your correct what you did. But if they had brought the, the uh, trophy forward, that would have helped. If they had brought it back, that would yes, have helped. I think having but having it on the same plane mm -hmm. makes it look like L-I-V. You're absolutely yeah, right. Yeah, and if I, what I would have done is I would have brought the L and the V forward uh, so that it's kind of on top of the trophy a little right, bit. Right. So to your point, put the trophy behind mm -hmm. it all. Yep. But, you know, they didn't hire me as a graphic designer, <laughs> much to their chagrin. So, Zachary, these videos, these commercials we're going to talk about today, are they only the good ones or are there some good, bad, and we're ugly We're going to talk about all of them. I've decided to categorize them, and I'll introduce the categories as we go through. Uh, the first thing that I want to talk about is something that immediately threw us off when we were watching this, and that is the intro to the Super Bowl. They have this video that they played in the very beginning with this man with the fedora that I had no idea what they were trying to say. Uh, now, keep in mind a couple of things. One, with Corona and everything, I did not watch 
the NFL at all this year. None, <laughs> not even with my son, because watching a bunch of cardboard cutouts and stands was a little weird. You're not so, watching a cardboard cut. You're watching it wrong. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I didn't watch it, and I don't watch much TV because of Netflix. We we binge TV now, so um, so there may be things that. Um, other people might know that watch TV on a regular basis. I do know that some of these commercials I had actually seen before, uh, which means they were not debuts, uh, which is disappointing. Uh, and I'll call those out when I see them uh, as well. But some of these that I think are new may not actually be new. You may have seen them before. And leaked doesn't count. So I'm not going to talk about the ones that, that whether they were leaked or not. I'm going to kind of ignore that. Uh, the other thing that I ignore, and I do this every year, and that's the filler spots, which means the ones that are actually for uh, the network, those are when they put in, you know, a commercial for the news program or for a TV show, that's a spot they didn't sell. So I'm not going to talk about those. So there was a whole bunch about The Equalizer, which is a new TV show that Queen Latifah is in. That will follow is, the Super Bowl. Which is probably going to be awesome. But I'm not going to talk about that commercial because that was just a trailer for uh, a TV show that was coming uh, on that station. It wasn't a paid-for spot by, you know, a, product. a brand somewhere. Yeah, a brand yeah. somewhere. Okay. Um, I'm also, I'm leaving out um, movie trailers because there's nothing spectacular. Well, except for whatever the movie's about. But there's nothing different about a movie trailer. A movie trailer's a movie trailer. So yeah, the there was lots was of special because they, they yeah. debuted it, in the, but the trailer's a trailer. Yeah. So there's lots of those. So I, I I don't really talk about those either. So just fair warning there. So, but this intro, which I am talking about, even though it's not technically a commercial, um, I didn't really understand what it was supposed to be about. Now it's called "It Takes All of Us," and it goes through this man that has a fedora, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, what is this about? I mean, it's very inspirational and everything, but you can't really follow no along idea. if you don't really know um, who he is. Now, after I saw some of the NFL's spots that they had, I could tell that they're trying to, the football league is trying to recover from the Colin Kaepernick thing, and they're they're giving out a spirit of of peace and unity and, and all, and that's what it was surrounding. Uh, but not knowing that going in, because I haven't been watching it all year long, NFL, um, I had, this was out of nowhere. And if you, the, this, um, it takes all of us was written all around the stadium and they actually made a mistake in one of the end zones. And it said, <laughs> all of us, it takes, which was, <laughs> was, was very baby Yoda. Yeah. of it. Yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, I had no idea what that was. All uh, of going us in. It takes. Um, I don't know if any of you were completely understood what that was or not. Let us know your, your thoughts in the comments. Um, what did you think of it? Of the hologram of the guy? No, the whole spot. Well, I mean, I said the same thing you did. Yeah. That I mean, I didn't know who he was, and so I'm guessing he's like on a he's on the uh, uh, the screen of the stadium of where the name of the stadium is the guy's name. So I'm guessing that's the guy. I have no idea. But it was never like formally introduced to no me, idea. and I'm not familiar with the Tampa Bay Stadium to know who that is. Yeah. So I, I was kind of left going, wait, who is that? And maybe everything that he was saying would have been more impactful had I known who he was. Right. And uh, even if it wasn't Guys, somebody... lower third is all that would have taken. All I needed <laughs> was a little shout out. Um, makes, because really, because I didn't recognize him, 
because I didn't know who that was, I spent the whole time thinking about who is that? And I wasn't listening. Right. I wasn't really connecting to the message because my brain was in discovery mode trying to figure out who, yeah. who they so were. So I'm, I'm sure it's a very positive message. Oh, hoorah. It's how the, 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 foof, the football game started. And I, of course, I, did, I had no idea uh, who he was. But, um, but it did really set us up for the messages of the evening that were not only spread throughout the stadium, like you said, sometimes even backwards, but throughout all the ads. Mm -hmm. There was definitely a common thread of unity and, and work together. Through a lot of them, that's true. Yes. Um, now, um, the next little category, our first category that I'm going to talk about is there was the, you know, obligatory football relevant spots. Now, recently the NFL did this really great spot that had all of these football uh, players, these athletes from over the years sitting in a conference room throwing the football around and and while people were trying to eat dinner. Oh, Do you remember that? Yeah, it was a Hall, hall that, of Fame yeah, I mean, dinner. That was a really great um, spot. Well, because it was really great, they're trying to duplicate said things moving forward. So the first thing that they had was twas the night before Super Bowl. Now this is a Frito Lay's, yeah? Yes, this is Frito Lay, uh, but it does have that NFL tie theme tie-in running through okay, it. Okay, cool. I missed this one because I was making food. <laughs> uh, I do like the fact that they, uh, you know, they tie in people from out from throughout the the years in the NFL. That's nice, and they do. You notice the tie in with the clothes that they wear that they never mention, but whatever team they played on is usually showcased somewhere like an Easter egg throughout the. And I think that's that's pretty cool. Um, now this one didn't really stand out to me as great, whereas the one before did, uh, but it definitely did have character. I think. I pretty much any commercial that you put Peyton Manning in, I'm a huge fan of <laughs> because I just enjoy his sense of humor so much. I just think he's great. And then Terry Bradshaw, I mean, nothing makes a commercial exciting like Terry Bradshaw. He kind of does his thing to try to make everything very exciting. Yep. Um, so I think putting in those greats, you know, Deion Sanders, I mean, just having everybody in there. I enjoy it. I thought it was great. I loved seeing that the Manning boys were in their matching PJs and then they get yelled at by their father, who's also a Super Bowl right. champion. It was just, I really liked it. Now, uh, the next kind of category I have here is what I'm calling the big spenders. Now, there are three brands this year that I'm categorizing as big spenders because they ran more than one ad. Um, and, and some of them coupled with sponsorships as well because um, you can do more than just run an ad during the Super Bowl. You can have your banner across the back and behind the, the commentators and all sorts of things. But it's kind of surprising as to which ones they were. They're not the ones There you was think a they lot were. of people that did not run in the Super Bowl this year um, for one reason or another for, you know, different political reasons and et cetera. One of the reasons is the fact that TV, even the Super Bowl, is losing its shine from a marketing standpoint. A lot of that is being moved to social media. You've heard me say this all year. Uh, social media is taking over television and spending a million dollars a minute is not really worth it anymore when you can do so much more in the digital realm. So because of that, a lot of the big sponsors and big advertisers pulled out this year, which actually let a lot of the smaller guys in there. So there's a lot of, sh of uh, spots that you'll see from people that you they've never done a Super Bowl ad before. Um, and I, whether that's because 
you know, the other guys were willing to pay more or because the price came down. Not really sure. Filled up or yeah. The, the three that were there were um, TurboTax, which ran two ads during the, the Super Bowl. Um, and then there was WeatherTech, which I thought was very interesting. Um, they they three ran ads. three ads during the Super Bowl. It's kind of built on each other, in my opinion. And then there was uh, Paramount Plus, which everybody is learning from Netflix and Disney Plus, and they're coming out with their own streaming because nobody's going to the theaters now. Um, they want in on the action. It's actually really smart of the movie studios to do this. Back in the 20s, the movie studios owned the actors. You signed an exclusive contract with the studio and you only did pictures for the studio. Well, this is kind of the same thing. Now they're going to have their own streaming platform and you will only be able to see their movies on their platform. It's coming. It's not here yet, but it's coming. And that's one way that they will defeat Netflix, which is why Netflix is doing original shows so that they will own something themselves as well. So there's all this stuff going behind the scene that's, that the general public don't, doesn't even know. Yeah, and like you mentioned, the these people that have done, these brands that have done multiple ads, um, I don't think that TurboTax did, but I know that Paramount Plus did an obvious job where they layered their ads in to create a storyline. Yes, so that then was the great. Sto- the storyline ended up, and we I guess we're going to talk a little bit more yeah, about that won't. in a minute, but the, the ads kind of built on themselves, and it was an obvious storyline. And then WeatherTech had three ads. Uh, first ad came and went, you know, okay. Second ad, oh, okay. Uh, it seemed like it was not connected. And then the third ad kind of seemed to connect all three of the ads together, in a very subtle, very beautifully crafted way. So I think WeatherTech did a really good job. Um, maybe not necessarily in super creativity. So, so talk about what they did. Okay, so you want me to talk about all three ads in a nutshell? Sure. Okay, so WeatherTech, uh, I guess, is a company that develops different uh, products out of plastic and rubber and things. And the first, <laughs> the first ad was about a um, uh, cell phone and tablet holders you know it started off with them talking about a tablet a cell phone holder that you could stick to the mirror in the bathroom or you can take it with you it showed a woman who got up in the morning and grabbed her phone and she went to the bathroom and she she put her cell phone on the mirror while she did her beauty routine weather tech is not very they don't have high-tech electronics or anything like that no it's about the rubber plastic accoutrement so there's that the second ad showed um well they're creating the the uh, the the floor mats for the cars and the rhino lining for the uh, back of the cars and things yeah, the, like that. This they go into the manufacturing process. So the first is user based, right? The second one they go inside the factory where you can see them fulfilling orders and that sort of thing. Creating more of the random, mm-hmm. I'll say random products that they right. make, varied products that they make. <laughs> Not very random. It's it's scheduled products. And then the third ad was very interesting. It almost came across as cheeky at first because they say, you know, there's a voiceover that's still talking, it's still showing the manufacturing plant and it says, a voiceover comes on and says, 
Um, they told us they wanted, you know, they told us to, to bring our business back to the, the to the lower 48. They they told us to bring put put business back in this country and all of this stuff. And you're thinking, oh, who's this? And then all of a sudden they say, well, we are not doing that because we never left. We are American made products made in America over the past decades. And yep. they took this whole stance about how they are American made products. And what was very beautiful and interesting about that sweep of ads is that first they show you, like Zachary said, the user end product where it was like, oh, these are the types of things that we make. And then the second one is this is the manufacturing plant by which we make all things. Cool. And then the third ad ties it all together. By the way, did we mention that we are all American, made in America? We've been doing it this way for decades. It's a, a beautiful brand story for right. this company. And so I believe that they spent their money wisely. Yep. Now, TurboTax, you, you'll often see tax commercials during the Super Bowl simply because of what time of year it is, right? The year is just closed, and we're getting ready to have to do tax season. So that's why you see those. Uh, th I thought their spots were interesting. They were not phenomenal. Um, the One of them was very interesting where they talked about uh, asking questions that you normally don't know the answers to. Uh, matter of fact, both of them did that. But uh, one of them, you know, the guy asked, if my son is eating my food, does that make him a dependent? Of course, the answer is no. You know, but but that's, a, that's a real question that some people would yeah. have. Certain other tax breaks yeah. for different states. like Yeah, you know. very specific knowledge that you would have to have that, you know, the whole idea is that they have these experts that are at your beck and call that you can, can find out from. Yeah, that you so, shouldn't have to do it completely on your own. Yeah, so they, they actually tried to talk about what makes them different and what value they bring to you other than just doing your taxes because everybody knows just doing your taxes, right? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like I talk about with uh, mechanics all the time. Uh, if you are a car repair shop, um, don't tell me in your marketing that you change oil because I already know that. So this is, they did the same thing. They didn't go after, oh, we'll do your taxes because the world already knows that. What they did is they say, this is why you should choose us. We know things like this that is going to pique your interest and make you more interested in the company. So then there was the third one. And I think they did the most out of all of these big spenders. And that's Paramount Plus, which I didn't know even existed before the Super Bowl. I don't think anybody so, did. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's Surprise! brand new, may have been debuted, I have no idea, but they put an awful lot into it. And they had a series of ads, which if you go to our YouTube page, we have them all stitched together in one thing as opposed to the individual ads. What they did, and this happens a lot during the Super Bowl, is they'll have part one, part two, part three, part four, and they'll play it throughout you know, the, the game night. Um, in the YouTube, we have them all together. But it had all these different shows and movies that are going to be on uh, Paramount climbing up the Paramount Mountain, which is part of their logo. Uh, and, of course, you had no idea what they were doing to begin with, right? And all of a sudden you see, because there's cartoons and then there's, you know, there's Professor X and there's all these people. And you're like, what is this? What is going on? And then you find out that they're climbing up Paramount Mountain. And uh, it was all to, to, you know, brand new summits, brand new things that you're doing, etc. They also had some really cool uh, breakaways that were in addition to the spots. One of the things that they did, which I thought was super cool, was you know how they often have at these football games where they'll break away and they'll show you the blimp or they'll show you the skyline or, you know, drone footage of the, the stadium, that sort of thing. Well, they had that, 
but they had, with augmented reality, put the Paramount Mountain into the scene, into like in into Tampa. the skyline. Like there's a yeah. mountain in the middle of Tampa, Florida. Uh, and I thought that was was super cool the way that they they did, it, and they did it more than once. Yeah, yeah, it was very clever. Yep, good stuff. Uh, all right, so now the the next thing that I want to to move along and kind of talk about are some of our favorites. So we're just going to start right there with some of the favorites. The one that I think won the night was probably one of the cheap, cheapest commercials that they ran. <laughs> it was. They only bought five seconds. And that is the Reddit commercial. Now, this, the interesting thing about this, it was literally up there for five seconds. Mm-hmm. But it was designed to look like an FBI warning. If you have ever seen, um, if you're my age and you watch the uh, old VHS tapes that you rented from Blockbuster, it always put up this, you know, red and white sign that said, you cannot copy this. It's a violation of copyright law, blah, blah, blah. And that's what this looked like. And it was a lot of text that they didn't give you time to read. Which, to begin with, you're like, well, that was stupid. I didn't have time to read it. But, ah, curiosity hooks people, and they go to see, what was that? And we did that very thing. There was no audio. There was no music. There was nothing. So, as you can imagine, in the middle of all the excitement of all these commercials and the football game, it's quiet, and you look up at the TV with all this text, and your brain instantly kind of, you know, your brain scans it as, wow, that's a lot of text before you even start reading. Mm-hmm. So by the time you've registered, that's a lot of text. Oh, crap, I should start reading it. It's gone. Right. And so I said, and Zachary was actually taking notes and missed For it. For the show, yes. Yeah, well, he was, yes, exactly. He was taking <laughs> notes on all these commercials. And, you know, and in doing so, he took his eyes off the TV for literally five seconds. <laughs> and I was like, Zachary, look, look, look. And by the time he looked, it was gone. And he was like, what was it? What was it? And I was trying to explain it to him. And I'm like, it said something about how they, they couldn't afford or they, they didn't want to buy. I think it was Reddit. So Zachary says, well, look it up. Google it. See if you can find it. So I was like, okay. So I look on my phone. Sure enough, I find it very easily and I read it. It's very readable. And it says something to the effect of, and I'm paraphrasing, please feel free to Google it, look it up. I'm going to throw it up on the screen. You'll see it. Um, But it says something to the effect of, uh, we can't afford to buy a whole 30 second spot, but we could only afford, our budget could only allow us five seconds. And then they say, they, they talk a little bit more about um, having a chance to be seen at the Super Bowl. But then the, the last part of it says, in fact, you might have, you know, our, we were hoping that you Googled or, you know, searched for this on the internet to see what this post said because you didn't have time to read it. Yep. And it was just one of those gotcha moments where I felt like, ooh, it's exactly what I did. Well, see, that's the thing is that the, the very top line was like, if you're reading this, then it worked, which immediately grabs your attention and like, what worked? Well, they wanted you to, to Google and find out what it was, and they can track how successful that ad was because you had to, if you wanted to see what it was, you had to see, you know? Yeah, so, you're yeah. putting in Reddit Super Bowl ad. Very, that's what you're very, putting in the Google search bar, and that's what they were looking for. Very, very interesting. We totally bought it. Hook, line, and sinker. All right, now, the, the next one, which I'm actually going to play so that we can react to in, in, in real time here. The next one that I, I thought was one of the better ones. Now, I'm not putting these in order, but one of the ones that I thought was favorite was surprising. And 
I'm not even going to tell you what it is. I'm just going to play it and let you guess. Here we go. There's no cows in that field. I just got that. All right. So I think, uh, number one, I looked at that and I'm like, what is this? Your first thought was that was awful. But then I was like, but you're thinking about it, aren't you? It it was, he's not a musician. He did not sing well. The song is not very elaborate, but it is, it screams hippie. It's catchy. And it is for vegan milk. So hippie green, it makes sense, right? It very grassroots. It all makes sense in, in your head, and and you you kind of you you get it. Then there's the fact that it had a very catchy hook at the end. Were the words stupid? Yes. Was it catchy? It was catchy like Smelly Cat is catchy, if you know what that is. <laughs> smelly cat, smelly cat, what? Are they feeding you? A smelly cat! Are feeding you? So, yeah, I think a lot of people hated it. There, uh, you know, I woke up today and people said, you know, this is either the best commercial of the Super Bowl or it's the worst commercial of the Super Bowl. But you're talking about it. The answer is yes. 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 They both. It is both the best and, and worst. Seriously, did it? It took smarts to do it. It did not take a lot of money to produce this spot, yeah. which is what makes the difference. You don't have to have high production if you have the thinking behind it, which I think this was. This was really well. Well done. Simple, but well done. It also took guts. Yep. It took real guts. Because How many CEOs do you know that's going to sing on, uh, oh, on I know national you would television? Sing. That's the thing. Like, it took some real chutzpah for this guy to decide, you know what? I'm going to, I'm, you know, he's, he, I don't know how big the company is. Um, I know it's not a very well-known company, at least not all around mm-hmm. the United States, but it will be now. It will be now. So he decided to, to spend this money, right? That's a lot of money. He decides to go for it. And instead of hiring celebrities, like most of these, most of these ads are carried by celebrities. That's yes. what makes them so great. And that's what makes this one so great. It's not carried by a celebrity. It's not carried by a famous song. It's not even carried by anything overly produced and amazing. It's just so catchy. And it's the uh, the leader of the company, and you believe it. You believe that he stands behind what he's made. It's very believable. It puts a face to the brand. Yeah, it's, re- it's really, really smartly well done if you think about it. Now, Good job, Oatly. The next one, which is one of my favorites as well, um, is very interesting. Um, it has to do with, you know how Hollywood has couples, right? There's Dax Shepard and Kristen Bell. And there was, of course, there was Brad Jelena at one point, And there Brad was Jelena. Bradiston or, or Jadford. Or I don't know what they called the Jennifer Aniston one. But there's these Hollywood couple pairings. And this has a Hollywood couple in it. And they have that Hollywood couple with the product with a song 
that dates back to previous generations, which are now the people that buy things. Um, and so, yeah, let's watch this one. Did you steal my Cheetos again? Just tell him it wasn't you. But I caught you at the counter. Wasn't me. Saw you snacking on the sofa. Wasn't me. He's not even trying to sing well. <laughs> you even had him in the shower. It wasn't me. She looks like a vampire. Do you know who that is? Shaggy. Just so you know. You're familiar with the song, yeah? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so Shaggy is super thankful that this ad came out of some agency somewhere <laughs> because he got paid well to, uh, to for his song and to be in it. Um, so, yeah, good, good for him. Um, this was a very popular song uh, at the time when it came out. I can't remember what year it was. Oh my gosh, it was late 90s. But yeah, but I think because this is a Hollywood couple, right? Ashton Kutcher and uh, Mila Kunis, uh, I thought it was was well done. Oh yeah. I mean, they're adorable, right? And I think what what people like about this couple is that they are kind of just ridiculous and, and good on their own. They don't have to try to be anybody else, and they're very real people. At least that's the impression that we get. So, you know, I got Ashton, who's not even trying to sing well, clearly. Oh, God, I hope he's not trying. Anyways, and then, you know, Mila, who's just walking around being super gorgeous and adorable flawlessly, effortlessly, as usual. And then you've got Shaggy. Now, I'm wondering if this is Shaggy's house or if it's their house. Probably neither. <laughs> probably neither. It's probably what the... Uh, the agency found and rented out <laughs> it's funny though because in the very beginning of this commercial him sitting on the couch and mila's like you know she she looks to him and he says oh i don't know i had no idea who it was because he answered that in full regular english didn't like had no accent didn't sound like i think shaggy should sound and then all of a sudden the song started and i'm like oh hey it's that guy and then yep. my brain connected it but yeah, it was pretty cute. Very, very well done. It's adorable. Um, okay, so the next one. You know what, though? I will say this. It's kind of low-hanging fruit for me. I love me some Ashton Kutcher and family, but the, it, it just seemed like a, a, a big-budget brand capitalizing on celebrity and, and making it really easy. And it just seemed very little... Seemed like very little creativity, but a lot of money. Well, to me, the the thing that made it creative was the use of that song, which the song was picked based on demographic, right, of when it was out and the people that are in the marketplace that would be buying things, right? And uh, it's a creative interpretation for a commercial of what that is. But the whole idea of just using them, it could have been a lot more plain and there's a lot of plain ones that we won't talk about today that are still on the list but they're at the bottom of, the, of my playlist um so uh the next one the next one i thought was very interesting it was very well done uh, i'll play it so you can see it um and but it, it was a little odd as well hey you have to watch jason alexander honey. oh my god that looks clean to me is it though Okay, now the thing about this is the song, again, it's from the era, it's demographically positioned for the people that are of the age to be buying things. The people that buy detergent recognize this song from their youth, 
Again, these things are not random, guys. Isn't this a sitcom beginning? Yes. Yes, it was the greatest American hero. Okay, so it's a, it's definitely yep. a demographic before me. Got it. Yep. It's the yeah, and and the Jason Alexander is most well known for Oh, uh Seinfeld. For well, who was George he? Costanza. George Costanza, right. So uh, even that show as popular as it was is now a lot of millennials have no idea who old. it is. Don't you dare say it's um, old. How does that kid even know who Jason Alexander is? I know, right? Well, his mom said, <laughs> as far as the demographics information is concerned, all parents know that teenagers, especially sons, don't wash their hoodie because they think of it as like a coat as opposed to a sweatshirt. Oh, I yeah. don't understand that. Oh, my but they 10-year-old do. sleeps in his hoodie. Yeah, and, and, therefore, and then they, they, they don't wash it because they don't put, ever put it in the hamper. So I completely understand the, the connection that they made there as far as to the people that actually buy it, which are the people that wouldn't know Seinfeld, George Costanza, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So uh, I thought it was great. In fact, he got to do his little cameo in his um, George Costanza voice. That's my face! <laughs> it's funny because I can't tell if that's actually Jason Alexander's personality or know, George right? Costanza's. Okay, so the next one that comes out of this I thought was great. It's another one that um, kind of uh, is nostalgic, if you will. And it is Wayne's World. So, <laughs> And as soon as you saw this Cable 10 uh, screen card come up, you knew exactly what this was for and then you saw them sitting on the couch they were older we're like yay we get to check back in with Wayne and Garth and see what's going on and I thought it was absolutely wonderful especially considering the feud between uh, Mike Myers and Dana Carvey um, for them to come back together reprise these roles and then they did the the thing that they do in the movie with making fun of product placement and I thought that was great and then they had Cardi B Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I don't, uh, she, uh, in my opinion, she did not belong in Wayne's World. She's not Tia Carrera. No, she's certainly not. No, I mean, I got very excited when I saw the cable access placard place card come up. Because, I mean, I'm a 90s kid. So if anybody is, if anybody is legitimately allowed to have an opinion about this ad, it's me. So (laughs) when I saw this you know, ad come up. I was so excited. And then all of a sudden it wasn't impersonators. It wasn't anything weird. It wasn't animated. It was legitimately the two you know, starring actors. And I got very excited. Yeah. We're all a little bit older. Yeah. We're all a little bit thicker, but you know what? It was just, just like a very pleasant, wonderful thing. I didn't even care what they were selling. I was going to buy it and it was going to be amazing. And their little sticks were cheesy and stupid, but Hey, that's what they were. Yep. And then Cardi B came along and it ruined the entire ad for me. Really? It did because, uh, I, and I don't really have anything against Cardi B uh, personally or anything like that. I mean, it just had no place in this particular right. nostalgia for me at all. It really pulled me out of the nostalgia. And I understand they're trying to connect to newer audiences, I think, and everything. And yeah, I, I think understand that's what that. it was, yeah. I can respect that, but it really pulled me out of it in a negative way. Yeah. I mean, I'll, they could have made it, um, they could have tied it in by making her more like Tia Carrera's character, which I can't remember her well, name. I don't think Cassandra. Cassandra. <laughs> and they're not trying to make her Cassandra. Yeah. But it would have been better if it have, did. Their show, see, this is what you don't know because you're not a, a fan 
is that they always had guests coming in on their show. So she's just supposed to be another guest coming in on their cable access show. So it's not that she's trying to be Tia Carrera, but it just, it, it was awkward because like, <laughs> um, you could have just said hello dream moment anyway but uh it was it was such an awkward moment when cardi b was sitting there and being cardi b and they were like all right excellent it's like they tried really hard to play on it but there's no connection there and it almost made it seem like the power of the commercial went to cardi b and the boys lost yeah. it and that's really yeah. sad is that no cardi you are honored to be on the couch with wayne and garth that's right. sit there and eat your you know <laughs> second and thirds because these two are the ones that are the star and yeah. i feel like she hijacked it a little Do you even remember what the commercial was for? Absolutely. Uber Eats. I can see it right there. <laughs> but yes, yep. the, it was all about eating local. Yep. Which I think was nice because it was a local cable access TV show. That's how Absolutely. they tied it in. Um, yeah, I was totally down for it all the way until yeah. it got really awkward. So that opens up, like I said, this nostalgia category uh, that I'm going to go through. And there was another one, very nostalgic again. And, and the reason why... Uh, companies do this, and I've mentioned this several times uh, before, is because the target audience, the buying demographic, are the people they're trying to connect with. So that includes drumming up memories that they had that are positive. Like for you, it would have been uh, the Wayne's World, right? Mm -hmm. So the next one in this category reprises another role that uh, those of us that were alive in the 80s and 90s remember. Uh, and that is Edward Scissorhands. Mm -hmm. Now, in this, it doesn't feature Edward Scissorhands, which is Johnny Depp. Mm -hmm. Instead, it is... Edgar Scissorhands. Edgar Scissorhands, which is obviously Johnny Depp and Winona Ryder's child. So, like, you could be born with Scissorhands. That's not even in the story how that works. That is, I do not think this is how that works. Uh, it just tells me that... First of all, hold on, hold on. Can we just take a moment of silence for how what Winona Ryder's character must have gone through delivering Edgar? <laughs> well, I think it just, because it's actually not in line with the story, I think it just kind of shows that they can afford Winona Ryder, they couldn't afford Johnny Depp for the spot. <laughs> you know, it's funny, though. When you watch the ad, you don't think about it, though. I mean, it, I no, think it was don't. cute. It was cute, and all of us were just totally willing to buy that her son would have scissors yeah. for hands, even yeah. though it's a totally man-made thing. I, I, I I was totally not thinking about that when I saw the ad. Yeah. Well, I think it was uh, it was well done. The whole idea was we're, you know, the guys, the times are, are changing, and we're talking about self-driving cars now. This was for Cadillac. And uh, it's important because his, his hands are kind of messed up as far as driving a car, I suppose. So. Well, and that's the point of the ad. The ad takes place of a, basically a day in the life of, Edgar Scissorhands and how he just kind of botches everything he tries to do because he has scissors for hands and how even the most basic things are a challenge for him. And then his mom, Winona Ryder's character, ends up seeing him on a virtual reality game driving a car and how she has an idea of what might help make him feel better is to take him out on this self-driving yeah. car. If you ask me, but nobody did, but if you ask me, self-driving cars are like 
That's not fair. It like makes teenagers get away with a lot of stuff. They don't have to worry about learning how to drive a car. They can just get a car and like let it drive itself. I don't, I don't know. know. It seems like they need to pay their dues. I don't know. The, the, my experience with car intelligence has not been very good. We have a GMC Acadia Denali, and it has uh, this you know crash detection thing that whenever it thinks you're approaching a car, it pops up this screen and scares the crap out of you, right? Just da-da-da-da-da. And the issue that I have is that's always going off incorrectly, which tells me self-driving cars, which use the same technology, are going to have problems, and that's dangerous. Yeah. It does that. It's I don't, think, I don't think we're there yet. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the next commercial in the nostalgia category is for people that want to get their geek on. This is, <laughs> this is Lord of the Rings related. The idea here, and there was, like Jennifer said, there's a lot of internet connection, 5G related um, commercials. This one has to do with, you know, you've waited for this Zoom call with your favorite person, Bilbo Baggins. No. And it's not Bilbo. It's what's his name? It's Frodo. Frodo Baggins. Don't make me get my geek on in front of everybody. <laughs> and, then, and then you lose connection because we're all dealing with Zoom calls and, and them being spotty and dropping and whatnot. And so he loses his opportunity of a lifetime. But it was really good. I really appreciated the uh, the idea of what could possibly... You know, these are frustrations we all have had. When we've been on a FaceTime, a Zoom, a team meeting, you know, uh, a Microsoft Teams. Right. Like, when either connections get dropped out or it freezes. And there's nothing less sexy than a freeze. Because I will tell you, it never oh, freezes God. when you're, like, looking great. It always <laughs> freezes when you're in mid-sentence. It looks like you're chewing your own face. It's terrible. <laughs> All right. So the next category I've decided to call creative ideas or creative executions. They're where somebody took a, an interesting idea and came up with an interesting idea, regardless of how it was executed, the idea was creative. And the first one in this category goes to Amazon. Ooh. The Amazon Echo, in this, they have taken Michael B. Jordan, who was the bad guy in... Uh, uh, Black Panther, for Wakanda those of you forever. that don't know. Yep. Uh, and we made him the voice of Alexa. This woman starts fantasizing about having Michael B. Jordan read her textbooks in the bath and all of that sort of thing. And so uh, the husband gets jealous. and But it's a very creative uh, idea of having this sort of AI person, which... You know, everybody knows Alexa and Siri and all of that, and actually making it a person. All right, so the next one on the list is also, um, you know, again, it's creative, it's an idea, but it's also uh, nostalgia as well. And it is for Squarespace. And the ad is called Five to Nine. And it has a remake of Dolly Parton herself singing nine to five with different lyrics, like five to nine. Now the idea, the reason why this is creative, and I'm gonna tell you this because most people didn't get it when they watched the ad, is it's about your side hustle. So your main job is nine to five, and then your side hustle job could be from five to nine. Right, 5 so 5 p.m. to 9 a.m. sometime in there is where you would work your 
side hustle. And the reason why this is applicable to Squarespace is because they make uh, credit card processing uh, technology that can go on your phone. They also make uh, point of sale uh, devices. They also have a, uh, a like a, a Wix type of web service, which I don't recommend, but they do have one. Uh, and they do hosting and all sorts of things. So they are very involved in the side hustle type of industry. So that's what this was about. I do think it's a very creative idea, but most people did not understand it when the ad was on because five to nine people thought 5 PM to 9 PM four hours. So what, what can you do in four hours? Yeah. Is that your second job? What is that? Right. Um, so, uh, I think the, the idea was good. The execution could have been a little better. Um, I would have liked to actually have seen Dolly Parton in the ad. Oh my God. Yes. But uh, they did get her to, uh, you know, sing new words to her song. So that was pretty cool. Yes. The whole time I watched the ad, I kept thinking, I, I first of all, you know, loved the song. But I was, and so I was immediately drawn to like, oh, this is okay. This is cool. But I was so waiting for her to show up somehow. That would have made my day. And since she didn't, I was a little let down. And then I realized because I was waiting for her to show up so much, I didn't really catch the new lyrics and I didn't really understand what this was about. So I was one of those people that had to, figure out what this commercial yeah. is about. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of people like that because of course, you know, we talked with, uh, with folks during the show and then afterwards on our social media. And, uh, there's a lot of people that didn't quite understand the significance of that. Uh, so I thought I would explain it to you again, great idea. Execution could have been done a little bit different. I would have actually pulled some of the movie into it. They could have done something to bring the characters back in, you know, made them mad at, at their, if you remember the movie, it's about three women that get mad at their boss and, and revolt. So they could have made it where they're frustrated with their job. And so they're doing this side hustle. There's, there's a storyline there they could have done. They just didn't. So good idea, Dabney missed Coleman opportunity. Is, yeah, Dabney Coleman, the guy in the show, he's not there. He's not with us either. Yeah. But I wanted some Dolly. <laughs> you don't tease me with Dolly, not yep, give yep. it to me. Alrighty. Dolly for president. Okay, so this next one is interesting, and it is creative, again, but the execution, again, was very difficult to understand. This is for a new company, new as in I've never heard of it before, called Klarna. And the idea with this company is that it's kind of like Let It Go or Facebook Marketplace or something like that, except for you can make payments on whatever you're buying. So the idea is you can make 25% payments. So four payments for one item. So what they did is they made four 25% versions of Maya Rudolph and they each represent a payment and they're smaller because they're only 25% of the person. And interesting idea. Didn't really get it when I was watching the show. And what does it have to do with, uh, you know, the wild west and them singing these boots are made for walking I don't, they were buying boots they were cowboy boots that's the tie-in didn't really work for me yeah no i mean i love me some maya rudolph i would have had i would have preferred four full-size versions of, my, of maya rudolph <laughs> i mean i get i get it but it's like they're they're throwing too much into this yeah and the whole time you're watching the ad, you're thinking, why is she so little? And you're trying to figure out who, who she is, first of all, because you can't really get a good look at her until the very end. Yeah. So you're trying to figure out what's going on. Why is she full? She's not full size, but everybody else is. They're obviously on small horses. And then all of a sudden, it, you know, the, there's the payoff, I guess. And I was still kind of like, oh, 
way too much. Too much going on yeah. in here. I just figure like between the, the Wild West backdrop, the little tiny horses, the, the singing, the, I, was, I was lost on me. Alrighty, so Mini Mayas. So the next one that I think was also uh, very creative, although it was not um, unexpected. It made sense. It is smart. Uh, it has been done uh, in different ways previously, but that doesn't make it any less creative or great. What they did in this one, this one is John Cena. Again, lots of celebrities mm -hmm. throughout this entire list here. But what they did is it was for Mountain Dew, which has a new flavor out. And halfway through, not halfway, but a good portion into the spot, right? It's all music. And then it's very colorful to catch your attention. And then when John Cena starts to talk, he tells you, hey, if you can count the number of Mountain Dew bottles in this commercial, you have a chance to win a million dollars, which, you know, people contest, people love that. Uh, but the interesting thing is he said it when the commercial had been going on. So now, in order to count the ones that you didn't know you were going to have to count because he said it later, you would have to go find the commercial again. Either rewind it, go online and find it. So this was a very good way of pushing people from the Super Bowl, right, in broadcast TV to the internet broadcast and making them find it on YouTube or the Mountain Dew website or the Mountain Dew social media. So it was a very good way of, of moving people from one platform uh, to another. Very well, very well done. Um, it's very interesting, very colorful. I thought the colors were very interesting. It actually made me want to try, it's some watermelon flavor or something. It, it sounds interesting actually. <laughs> See, I'm not a big fan of Mountain Dew, but um, I guess I kind of am. Because every time I test, uh, taste one, I like it, but I don't ever like, admit it out loud. <laughs> um, but yeah, I liked, uh, I liked it a little. I didn't really understand it at first because I didn't know who the other guy in the car was. Yeah, I still I don't know, know who, who John is. Cena is. John Cena is fabulous and wonderful, and he's trying his best to be The Rock, and I appreciate that. <laughs> but... Um, you're not supposed to say that out loud. Oh, my bad. Still love him, though. I think he's great. I think he has something more to... I think he has something different to offer than Dwayne Johnson. So I'm pushing for you, Cena. Anyway, um, but yeah, what I thought was really funny was towards the end, him being like, oh, you know, how many bottles were there? And then like a trunk opens and like, I don't even know, like 150 bottles come <laughs> spilling out of this thing. And you're like, oh, crap. If you were one of the people that counted the bottles, let us know how many bottles you came up with. We'd be interested to know. Uh, leave it in the comments. Let us know. I'm going to guess that there is 127. I don't have any, no clue. That's my completely <laughs> random, randomly generated guess. All right. So the next one on this list goes to a very interesting idea, and that is the idea of bringing up Cola Wars again. Oh, but it's not Cola. What we have here is Zaxby's trying to get involved in the chicken sandwich war that was happening last year, year before last, between Chick-fil-A and Popeye's, which Popeye's, you know, was the first attack for. Uh, and then now, you haven't heard about that in a while, right? No, we've had other things on our mind. And so now Zaxby's like, no, 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 we have a chicken sandwich. The war must go on. And so they're late to the party, uh, but still, you know, wanting to to see that. Because, you know, those of us that are in marketing, the color wars were fun. Because, see, watching the way the different uh, 
brands would would pick at each other and try to one up each other. Some of those commercials, uh, if you watch our Coca Cola series that we had, there's some commercials in there that are Coke versus Pepsi that are really really very interesting uh, and and well done. And uh, so it'd be interesting to see if they can actually, you know poke the sleeping giant that is Chick-fil-A and have them actually do something about this. Uh, I don't think they reacted much to um, Popeye's when they did it, but they, they got a lot of PR. Yeah, I think, you know, what it seems to me is that, like, Zaxby's had this secret chicken, you know, delivery that they were expecting a year ago that never came, so they were not able to throw their hat into the ring at that point, but their delivery somehow came through, like, you know... Like, it made it through customs, and it was finally <laughs> delivered to the restaurant. They're like, okay, good. Now we've got the chicken sandwich. So can we resurrect this, like, battle that everybody's so over? <laughs> and um, so they've thrown their hat in the ring. And the thing is, uh, I think you're, they're trying. They are trying you know, to fight. They tried to to bring up the, the Sunday angle. I don't know if Zaxby's run by a bunch of pagans. I have no idea. But they tried to, in the Super Bowl, either last year or year before last, they tried to go after uh, Chick-fil-A then saying, you know, we're open on Sundays. And so they, they, they tried to, and it fell flat. It didn't really work. If you can remember, uh, we talked about it uh, then. Uh, and then... They're doing it this time. This time, I think it was more creative, more inviting, less off-putting. So I welcome the chicken sandwich wars. Come on, guys. We all want chicken on Sunday. Like, that's a thing. Or for some reason, on the way to church or leaving church, that's exactly what you want. You know, I mean, families have been celebrating church Sundays or Sundays in general with chicken, chicken dinners. <laughs> and so, you know, that's why Chick-fil-A, you know, the chicken sandwich, you, you always want a Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich on a Sunday. I mean, all of us have been there. <laughs> and then once you get it in your head, well, now I just want a chicken sandwich. Like, seriously, you know, I can't get it from Chick-fil-A, but I want one. So Popeye's is cashing in on that. So I think it's really great. I think it was a good campaign idea for Zaxby's to be like, well, if you're still craving chicken, we're happy to be open on Sundays. <laughs> I just feel like they didn't pull that campaign through enough. Yep, yep. So we'll see how this goes. The war must go on. I'm down. I'll eat a chicken from there. <laughs> okay, and then the next one is both creative and it introduces the next category, which I'm simply calling a beer. Beer. Beer has been a huge product in Super Bowl commercials for a really, really, really long time. And some of the best commercials have always been for beer. And this year, a lot of the beer companies said that they were pulling out. Now, whether they were pulling out because of the the loss of popularity in television, because I told you a lot of people are moving to, to social media. I've been saying that all year. Because uh, social media has more bang for the buck now than TV does. Uh, and Super Bowl ads are very expensive. So whether they're pulling out because of that or because they're giving it a spin that has to do with supporting the pandemic, which really doesn't make much sense to me. Uh, but I understand they're trying to, to put a PR face on it. And it also wasn't even true because while Budweiser may not have been uh, in the Super Bowl, Budweiser's sister companies certainly were. So <laughs> I think it kind of uh, they tried to get some some PR out of it by saying that. But uh, lots of beer commercials still in the Super Bowl, starting with this one. And this one plays off the idea that Budweiser said they weren't going to be in the Super Bowl, and everyone 
every year always looks forward to the Budweiser commercial with the Clydesdale horses. Mm-hmm. Beautiful horses with fuzzy feet. Yep. So what this one did is when it starts up, it starts up with a long shot of the Clydesdale horses and a stagecoach. And you're like, what Budweiser is in this? And then it takes a turn. And it is a guy drinking Samuel Adams is unhooking the Clydesdales from the wagon and they run amuck in the streets, kind of like the running of the bulls, uh, destroying everything. And they're like, oh, well, that was unexpected, you know. So it was a very interesting play against Budweiser, very situational with what they said this time. Uh, they were able to use something that was branded, obviously, for their competitor. Very, very interesting, I thought. Oh, my gosh. I loved it so much. I, <laughs> I always appreciate it when brands kind of go at each other. Obviously, about the Chick-fil-A thing, too. But this was so great because, yes, it was so cheeky because at no point was Budweiser mentioned or anything like that. Nope. But we associate that brand with those horses. So for those horses to be in it was a clear uh, shots fired over the bow. Yep. And so I think, and then, you know, the payoff, you know, the, yes, the horses are running through the town. Everything's funny. You see people screaming in terror. It's hilarious. The, the payoff is at the very end because it was Sam Adams, which is a Boston ale. And so you've got that just deliciously beautiful Boston accent at the end. <laughs> ah, geez, oh, wicked or whatever. I can't remember what they said. And it was just beautiful. I just laughed my face off the whole time. I thought it was great. <laughs> now, you've actually seen these horses. Mm, do you remember meeting the horses? I do. Uh, they, In Nashville. Yeah, they take these horses on tour, if you will. Uh, Budweiser does. And we were at the CMAs a couple of years ago. We were doing a, a booth for one of our clients there. And uh, we actually, they were they had these horses all stabled up on the, the street. You could go talk to them or talk to them, meet them. I was going to get an autograph, but it ate the paper. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well. So, right. yeah, very, very big tie-in with the brand. God, they're beautiful. Yeah, they're bigger than you think they are in person. Oh, yeah, they, they are, are enormous. <laughs> they're so enormous. It's like meeting the rock in person. And you're like, you're so much bigger than I thought you'd be. Sign this. And then he eats the paper. It's the same thing. <laughs> All righty. Well, the next beer commercial, uh, actually, I find very interesting. They had, uh, they didn't do as much straight up beer, but there was a lot of beer seltzer this year. Yes. Which I didn't even know was a thing. It's healthier. It's, it's it kind of like wine coolers, only beer. It's kind of like Mike, a Mike's Hard <laughs> Lemonade, yes. Oh, goodness. Uh, but, yes, evidently that's the thing. Uh, and Budweiser, I think it's Budweiser. Yeah. So Budweiser, Bud Light, Budweiser, Light, whatever. Bud Light has this seltzer lemonade. And they decided to bring in the happenings of 2020 into their spot. And the idea is that 2020 was a lemon of a year. And when life hands you lemons. Yes, right. You make Bud Seltzer lemonade. lemonade. So uh, I think it was a very interesting spot. Very uh, creative as well. Uh, <laughs> I did expect to see something about 2020 and the pandemic. They did not let me down. And uh, the, the whole idea of this spot is everything that goes wrong during 2020 has these lemons falling on it. And they're blaming all of 2020 on lemons. And the fact that the year was, was such a a bad year so very interesting yeah but and i think the interesting point about the commercial was 
You know, I mean, these people are trying to go through their daily lives or daily days, and these giant lemons keep falling from the sky and smashing into things and knocking things over and just <laughs> basically ruining everything. But the idea is, well, when 2020 handed you lemons, that means we get this beautiful new lemonade for this year. So it's, it's making a negative into a positive, which yep. I thought was a good, good marketing strategy. Yep. And then there was another one, Bud Light did have a commercial. It wasn't the same as last year's. Last year's, if you remember, was the the Game of Thrones co-branding tie-in, which I thought was really, really great. Uh, no, that's not true. Last year's was Post Malone. The year before was the the Game of Thrones. Okay, I don't um, remember. But this one had this one then. had Post Malone in it uh, as well, and it kind of reintroduced the Bud Light characters from their commercials past. In this, they called it. Bud Light Legends, I believe, uh, because it's people from the commercials that they had all coming together in this spot. The idea in the spot is that, oh, no, you know, you go to the grocery store, there's no Bud Light. Why? Well, it's because, you know, the truck overturned somewhere and, you know, they have to have this big hero. It lifts the truck back up and it's very interesting. It actually reminded me of the uh, the Mr. Peanut Planters commercial from the they killed year. off Mr. Peanut. Yeah, uh, because it, we you should know, have known then when they killed the off Mr. Peanut that the year was going to go wildly <laughs> wrong. <laughs> uh, what did you think about this spot? I didn't see it. I was you cooking. Well, here, let me let you watch it. All right, bye bye, legends. Let's do this. That's unfortunate. That's kind of all I do. Hey, Posty. Yep, so you can see the different years wow. coming together. Yeah, I'd have to really have a good memory of all the different Bud Light commercials that I, I don't have. I don't have that good of a recall on all these. All right, he needs to stop. And then there was the, the dilly dilly, you know, because that was a thing. So it was very interesting for those people that might remember, you know, the impact that Bud Light has had on Super Bowl commercials. It was, you know, very we are the champions sort of of thing. I think it's, it was interesting. Every time I see the Bud Light night, I think of Monty Python, so I'm fine with him leaving. <laughs> and it looked like I saw the Geico caveman in the background. I don't know. I don't remember all the Bud Light commercials. <laughs> all right. So the next one is from Michelob, uh, and it is uh, another seltzer ad, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yes, organic seltzer. Uh and this one was interesting because there are so many celebrity endorsed, celebrity paid ads throughout the Super Bowl. And this one gives the impression of having just a boatload of celebrities and it actually only has one. And the way that they did this was by using impersonators. All star cast in quotes. Yep. Yes, yes. Lookalikes, doppelgangers. <laughs> uh, it's very interesting in that uh, it actually, once you found out at the very end, the beginning with you're looking at them, you're like, it sounds right. It looks a little weird. Something's going on. And then at the end, they reveal that they're all fake, right? Except they're, they're standards, except for Don, Don Cheadle. Yep. Who played in Iron Man. Mm-hmm. He was the, I can't remember the name, but he was Tony Stark's friend. Had the guy that had the second suit. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> but um, but you, we realized that they're all impostas and they're all fake people. So then you just want to go back and watch the commercial again to see how well these intimidators did. I remember the first thing that I noticed was um, 
Christopher Walken's voiceover didn't sound quite right, but you could tell who it was trying to be. And then the very next thing was that I saw was um, Sylvester Stallone. Didn't quite look right. Um, now, a lot of the other people, I don't know who they were supposed to be. Um, so just because they fall outside of my demographic. So I just assumed these are people I don't know. Yeah, I think that I think there was Lucy Liu and or somebody. It looked just like her, so I thought that's who it was. And who she was walking with did not look like um, mm. Sylvester Stallone. But I was like, is that who they're supposed to be? And but I just thought, oh, action star. And then I saw somebody else, and I'm like, wait a minute. And then there's <laughs> the guy in a boat that's supposed to be Don Cheadle, who totally looks like Don Cheadle, unless Don Cheadle's standing next to him. Then you're like, that's not Don Cheadle. <laughs> and so the whole time you're starting to realize, oh, these are all. You know, these aren't the real thing. Yep. And so the idea of the ad was, no, don't fall for imitators. Go for the real thing, which is cool. It was a good way to use celebrities to, to drive the point of their campaign. Yep. And I don't know if they did this because maybe they were the first one to come out with this new beer seltzer water or what. Uh, because to me, it sounds like a brand new sort of thing and, and why they're bringing up you know, it's the real thing like their Coke. I don't really understand. I, don't know. I know Michelob Ultra kind of prides themselves on being ultra low in calories. Ultra, you know, the the healthier choice, the more waste conscious choice, waistline conscious yeah. choice. So I don't know if that plays into it. Uh, we're not going to go through all of the beer commercials here in this um in this uh, section, but I am going to mention one more because it ties into the next section. And the next category we're going to talk about is what I'm calling heartstrings. It's the ones that are more sensitive in nature. We do this a lot during the Super Bowl, where you know we have ones that are exciting and fun, and then we have some that are supposed to touch you to the core. Mm. Um, and so uh, I have a whole category uh, designed for that. But this one kind of crosses the two. It's a beer commercial that brings up the Americana that is sharing beer. So, which I think was a very interesting idea. Uh, and then they showed in the commercial, they showed different scenarios, which we've all either done or seen in movies or something where people are, hey, let's go grab a beer, meet me for a drink, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and made it about companionship, which I thought was very, very interesting, very well done. Yeah, I agree. The idea of fellowship and, you know, how you pay back somebody uh, for helping you move mm -hmm. or for being there for you. It's like, hey, or, or if somebody's down, you know, it was before we said, let's grab a coffee. It was before that it was, let's <laughs> grab mean, a beer. Meet you at Starbucks. Yeah, let's grab a drink sometime. Let's grab a beer. And a beer, even though it's sort of like a, a bro thing to do, it very much is, it, it is a, an institution of fellowship. So I did find that really breaking that apart the you know the etymology even of the phrase and showing how important that has been um was important especially at a time right now where we feel like things have kind of gone sideways in the country we've been very divisive and i think this was kind of one of those things where we could actually stop yelling at each other for five minutes and and maybe return to fellowship again yeah um, so it was the, the, the first, I think it may have been the only serious beer one, um, which the, a lot of times they had, they, uh, the beer companies had ones that supported the military, that sort of thing. This one I think was very grassroots feeling. Um, it was, it was very universal. I think it was nice. Yeah. It was nice. And it wasn't done before. Like, yeah. I think I like thinking about that phrase. Yeah. So the next one that as we move into this heartstring category is also pandemic 
related. And it has to do with the impact that the stay-at-home order and the pandemic has had on outdoor people. And this was um, Bass Pro Shop Cabela's, and there's a third one. I can't remember who they are. But all uh, coming together. These these industries, Tracker. these retailers were all hit really hard by this pandemic. Because not only are they retail stores, which retail stores in general got hit pretty hard, but they are outdoor retail stores. So they got hit doubly as hard. And so what they did in this commercial was talk about all of the people that love doing outdoor activities. And, you know, everybody's been in together hoping this stupid pandemic is going to be over soon. And they're like, you know, encouraging, we need to go back outside again, get in touch with nature. And I, I thought it was very, very nice sentiment, especially coming from them, which are, you know, the retail giants in, in that industry. So very interesting to me. I thought it was very tasteful, very well done. Yeah. I mean, I, I was like, okay, cool, whatever. Next. <laughs> Sorry, it didn't, really, didn't reach you, did it? I mean, I like the idea of, you know, capitalizing on family time and being like, hey, you know, we've been cooped up for a while. Let's not run away from our families just yet. Let's get outdoors with them. Let's, you know, continue the 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 hike. So for like for outdoorsmen, um, it's like like a religion to them. Uh, people that like hunting and that like hiking and like all of the, they are really hurting at this time because it is a part of their spiritual walks in life. So uh, though, while that may not be uh, you, there are a lot of people that are just like that. And I think it, it probably meant a lot to them. Uh, may have made them cry a little bit because they haven't been able to do anything. And, you know, who knows when they're actually going to be able to now. So the next one is actually the first one that I saw that uh, was kind of like, a tearjerker and it was actually by Toyota though. You don't know that until the very end. Uh, and it doesn't really have anything to do with cars. Um, it has to do with Jessica long, who is a handicapped athlete that's in the Paralympics. And she also happens to be adopted and it goes through and it tells the story of, uh, the love that her family, particularly her mother, had for her when they adopted her in spite of her infirmities. And uh, it, it showed a, a big thank you, I think, from the the act, the athlete to looking up at her mom. And the aesthetics of this ad were very, very pleasing to me. It had, the whole thing was swimming pool and, and uh, there was, you know, it was kind of like the, the Riviera where they had the swimming pool going throughout the house and, you know, the kitchen table is all surrounded by water because the, uh, the daughter is, is swimming around it. I thought it was very nice. Oh, I thought it was gorgeous. You know, because it's sort of breathtaking the way that they very tastefully sh like highlighted the fact that she was a ha a handicapped. And you're like, okay, well, all right, she's swimming. She's swimming, and she keeps swimming, and she is just swimming the whole time. She's yep. not stopping. And so there's a tenacity there that runs through it. And then just the way that they chose to light it, the ad, um, as far as the different situations where the mother is at her kitchen table and the woman is still swimming, 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 there was a um, a motivation and a forward motion to the ad that was just beautifully shot. 
the um, they had piped in the audio of the phone call where the nurse says, "Hey, we have a child for you. She's going to have problems. Do you still want her?" All of the the audio, everything was just forward motion and breathtaking and i thought yeah. the whole thing just played out really well production wise i think that that look back right after that call where the mom says you know it may be challenging but it's going to be amazing talking about adopting this girl and then they show uh jessica in the water you looking up at this you know it's very abstract sort of scene uh, but looking at her mom making that decision and, and kind of giving her a smile kind of like the it was kind of like saying i love you too to her mom which was very very nice i thought and then the last one that I will talk about in this category is from Indeed. And uh, for those of you that may not know, Indeed is uh, like a monster.com sort of recruitment job board sort of uh, a website. They're the um, the the top of the, the chain now uh, as far as recruitment boards is concerned. And um, I say that with dismay because I actually uh, worked with monster.com back in the day. But <laughs> but the idea with this that I thought was, was good and was heartfelt is because of the pandemic, a lot of people were furloughed, lost their jobs. A lot of businesses closed down because we couldn't afford to operate. And the message was that they're trying to put these people, help these people get back to work, uh, which I thought was very, very timely considering what's going on right now. Yeah, it was a very difficult one because it was very sad yeah. and kind of, um, I don't know, just discouraging. I don't know, discouraging. It was just a lot of dismay, a lot of sadness, a lot of down. And then they started to kind of use people's expressions to lift the intention of the ad back up again. And at the end of the ad, you have a young woman sitting in the front seat of a car who seems to have just gotten some really good news about maybe a job opportunity. And she has that really great, very natural seeming reaction to, oh my gosh, I'm starting, I'm starting a new career. And oh my gosh, this is really happening. And none of us like being on the job, uh, on the job hunt again. It's a kind of yeah. frustrating, but that feeling of new opportunity, we can remember as well as being such a beautifully uplifting feeling. Well, I think that um, the, the idea was good. Uh, the message was good. Um, I think that they could have, have done it a little differently, a little more creatively with what they did uh, to make it more, you know, the champion of the, the human spirit and, and, you know, getting back to work with the American dream and, and you know, the work ethic that we're all supposed to have. Uh, I think that probably could have been done a little better. But I did like the uh, the message and the fact that they recognized the fact that this has decimated our economy and, um, and business. Yeah, a good, a good concept, not necessarily the best execution. All right, then there was a couple others that I'm not going to go through that were, were um, not bad. They were somewhat modern, you know, using this whole tip-off of, um, you know, the, the pandemic and touching the, the real world. Um, the only one that I will mention that kind of falls in that was the Eminem commercial, um, which I thought was very interesting because it – spoke about the divisiveness of our country in a way that was somewhat comical and yet somewhat um, um, candy-coated, if you will, because it was candy, right? Um, and so they kind of made fun of of things with people being mean to each other because for the last several years, people have been very mean to each other. 
Uh, and so we kind of pointed that out, and the idea was that people were apologizing for their own behavior without saying they were going to stop their behavior by giving out M&M How candies. very American. Yeah, it was very interesting. Like, I'm sorry for calling you Karen. And, well, my name is Karen. Well, I'm sorry, your name is Karen. You know, I'm sorry I kicked your chair on purpose. You know, so they're not real apologies, but... Um, I'm sorry, you feel that way. Yeah, the idea was that it was kind of funny uh, if you like that sort of humor. Um, it was not Eminem status to me. It wasn't based around those characters that we've come to love. Um, and, it, and it wasn't wasn't bad. Um, it just wasn't very positive, in my opinion. Dang, man. Oh, what, what, kind of, what kind of humor do you call that where you make fun of people? It's making amends in the most Americanly <laughs> American way possible, which is yeah. the, uh, oops, the my bad. Backhanded probably going to happen again. Yeah. And I don't know if you know this, but there was a commercial. Uh, Eminem ran a commercial to uh, tease the Super Bowl commercial. Oh, I did not see that. Yes, and it was basically all it was was a, um, a still video well it wasn't a still but it was a, a a shot of the of a door of a backyard going out to the backyard but you didn't see the backyard you just saw the door cracked open and you can hear that there was something going on in the backyard and then you saw the big poof of blue dust everywhere and then the m&m commercial said something like um apologies are coming or something like that Super Bowl. Oh, I'll have to try to find that and then add it to our list on the YouTube channel so you'll be able to see that because I didn't know that existed. Right, and so now that plays into the whole, I should have just told you it was a boy when they're in the backyard. Right, no, that makes sense. Yep. So yeah, there's that. And having Dan Levy in it, who's really, really hot right now um, from Schitt's Creek. And so I just think it, I, I really liked it um, because I actually did an episode of Marketing with the Misses about women named Karen. And I actually it was apologizing <laughs> on behalf of all people that have ever used Karen in, in a derogatory way. And I still continue to apologize to Karens for being called Karen. And it's just, <laughs> you know, sucks for them. It reminds me of uh, Felicia, how Felicia is now a type of person. Bye, Felicia. You oh, know. you don't want to be named so, Felicia. Yeah, so it, it's the same sort of thing. From now, the, the use of the name Karen is going to go down <laughs> over the next generation. Yes, poor Karen. We need, to, we, need to, we need a campaign to bring Karen back. Like the name Karen. Bye, Felicia. So staying with this, you know, what's happening in the world right now sort of category um, is one that I thought was somewhat rare because I don't remember seeing this company during the Super Bowl before. Now, I don't know if that's because so many people dropped out. The cost of the Super Bowl ads uh, lowered because of, you know, supply and demand again. Uh, but Scott's miracle Grow that company that line um, because it's more than one brand but it's the same company they band together to do a commercial again this had a lot of, of celebrities in it uh, but I enjoyed it it was uh, for uh, it was again outdoor at home this time it featured uh, John Travolta and his daughter which is something that actually really happened on uh, TikTok that was a, a viral sensation I and mean, everybody was talking about it because you know John Travolta and dancing and his daughter was in it so it was very interesting um I think tie in with with that and the whole you know dad John Travolta not knowing how to use the camera and the daughter trying to tell him that sort of thing, and I actually did not see that TikTok. Did you see that TikTok? Uh, I did see the one with Sylvester Stallone in in his daughter, but I didn't see this one. No, I did not. I didn't even know that was a thing. But yo, yeah, I did hear about it. Yeah, I definitely heard about it. Um, I'm not down with the TikTok gossip. 
All right. So the idea with this one is because of the pandemic, everybody stayed home and to go outside meant their backyard. So, of course, Scott's Miracle Girl wants you to continue to enjoy your backyard. Yeah, it was cute. I liked it. Yep. Don't you be tickety talking. <laughs> That's the I, get I off my long guy. Very, very, very irregularly. <laughs> All righty. All right, so the next one actually had, it's another one that had sort of teasers in front of it that were were set out before the uh, the Super Bowl. And this one was Will Ferrell's uh, obsession with Norway, uh, which, of course, I immediately thought he did a, a movie where he kind of played um, almost like an ABBA-inspired uh, like music group with the Euro song contest. That's what it made me think of because it had to do with, you know, the, the North. Oh, I don't know. I'm American. We have no idea where Norway is. <laughs> so, um, it I'm was sorry guys, but it's true, right? It was very interesting. Um, uh, I don't think it was as good as it could have been, as it should have been. Not because of his performance though. Um, the, my favorite part of the whole thing was when he finds out that he's in Sweden. He's like, damn it! You're in Sweden! Damn it! You know, so that funny. was that was great. But overall, for all the hype that this was going to be, it ended up being about electric vehicles. Really? Yeah. You know, are electric vehicles that big of a thing? I don't think so. Uh, at least not here. So um, very interesting for him to try to make it something. It's felt very um green well well okay i the thing that was interesting to me though was that you know yes it's supposed to be kind of about how electric cars are the future and in some ways we understand that to be more eco-friendly and everything but at some point during the ad they ask if they can ride with him and he says no so he's basically making them all take separate cars, which is not <laughs> earth friendly. So it was very strange to me that it, he could have very easily been like, yes, let's save gas or you know, let's save the planet, hop yeah. in or something. And so <laughs> instead of like, you know, I guess um, endorsing sh- ride sharing, he was like, no, get your own. Plus, if he's in L.A., he's not driving and to I Norway. And I think some <laughs> flew. Didn't they fly? And that wastes a lot of fuel. <laughs> I'm just saying. It was a little I'll strange. I'll yell at Norway. Which is adorable. Oh, wait. No, it's Sweden. We have no idea where Norway is. We have no idea. Oh, anyway. So uh, that was one that uh, was very, very hyped up with these, you know, teaser ads before. Kind of like you were saying with the Eminem one. That, that. I think was, um, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't great. I'm going to put this under the celebrity category. Now, celebrities are throughout all of these categories, I understand. But these are ones that strictly were held up by celebrity and nothing else. on their face. Uh, I tell you, if the celebrities weren't in this one, it wouldn't have, I mean, it's electric cars. I mean, it wouldn't have gone anywhere. Um, So... And I think they could have actually used the celebrities more. Aquafina was in it. They didn't use her hardly at all um, for her comedic timing and stuff. Anyway. Um, She's great. Yep. So the next one, which is also very, very celebrity and somewhat exciting, um, was Matthew McConaughey. Specifically, flat Matthew McConaughey. And I have to say that it was kind of a flat commercial to me as well. Ooh, I see what you um, did there. It was a, an interesting idea, 
but nobody wants to look at Matthew McConaughey flat for that much. It was just disturbing. It really kind of was um, disturbing at some point. He looked like Roadkill. Yeah. Um, so uh, I understand what they were trying to do. They're trying to bring back, um, you know, 3D Doritos, which is a callback to uh, they had them in the 80s, 90s, uh, and then they went away, and now they're coming back again. Uh, and so they're not flat like chips. I, I get it. Um but uh, people are used to seeing Matthew McConaughey in the Lincoln commercials where he's, you know, ice fishing out of the back of his trunk or whatnot. This is a little different. Exactly. I spent the entire time watching the ad hoping he would just climb into the front seat of a Lincoln and then all the troubles would be over. <laughs> you know, and the fact that he never made it to a Lincoln was really, was really letting me down. And that just is a testament to Lincoln using him as a wonderful uh, brand connection because... Right. I associate him with Lincoln, and I think a lot of us associate Matthew McConaughey with Lincoln. Because, I mean, really, Matthew McConaughey driving down the road and waxing philosophical in his mind about life in the front seat of a Lincoln. It's a, it was ridiculous sort of at first, and then we just got kind of used to it. Yeah. And then we just kind of fell in love with it. And now it's synonymous. So when you see him walking around the streets, you're like, dude, where's your Lincoln? Like, you know, and then he climbs into a... A vending, vending machine. machine. Like, that's yeah. not right. So I felt just kind of, I felt like it was bizarro. Yep. But I like Matthew McConaughey. Just wasn't very good use of his celebrity. Right. It was, it was brand confusing. Unfortunately, yeah. he's so synonymous. All right, then there was another one that a lot of people were talking about. And that was, we're calling it Drake from State Farm. And this, again, lots of celebrities didn't really work very well in my opinion. Um, they had Ant-Man in it. Paul Rudd. Rudd was in it for like two seconds. Didn't use his star power at all, except for the fact that you saw that he was in it. Uh, they did have Drake in it. Um, but the, the idea that these commercial actors, well, the Jake guy was the only commercial actor. The other ones... Um, one of them was a football player. I'm not sure who the guy in the middle was um, that were all. Oh, Aaron Rodgers was in the middle. He's okay. a football player. I don't well, no, the, the guy on the end is a football player okay, as well. Aaron Rodgers is the guy in the middle. Um, I guess I didn't know who the guy in the end was. Yeah, the guy on the end is, uh, I, I saw him because he was um, he was in commercials before. So uh, I don't really, I guess that was a football tie-in because it's the Super Bowl. Uh, but then they had the new Jake from State Farm guy, which is not even the original guy. It's the one that they've kind of remade. Um, kind of giving um, throwing shade and giving static to people that are a lot bigger celebrities than the new guy from a famous commercial. So I thought it was a little weird, um, you know, because in it he was putting uh, Drake in his place by, you know, you know, standards don't have lines, blah, blah, blah. Like he was more important than a guy that had Grammys. I don't, I don't, um, it didn't really work for me because of that. I thought it was out of place. Yeah, each person stand-in was a celebrity that was much bigger than they were. Yeah. And the thing that bothered me is that I, if you're going to give me Paul Rudd, I want more Paul Rudd. Yeah, and I don't know if that was supposed to be the point, if that was supposed to be funny, the fact that the stand-ins were bigger than they were, in which case the execution fell flat. Again, another fall flat. It could have been done better uh, because I didn't get that. I found it as um, you don't know your place as opposed to look at these celebrities want to be associated with State Farm, which would have been a much cooler way to do it. So I don't, I don't, it didn't work. It didn't work for me. I feel like this, the, I feel like State Farm won gold with Jake 
from State Farm. The original mm-hmm. commercial mm-hmm. with What Are You Wearing? Hello, Jake from State Farm. That She sounds hideous. Like, that was gold. Yep. And I feel like they are riding that right into the ground because uh, then for some reason, maybe they couldn't pay that actor to return. They passed the baton on to a different person who was supposed to be Jake from State Farm. And, you know, in, in some ads... And they tried. You know, we're all Jake from State Farm. Yeah, they tried yeah. to kind of explain it away. And it just was like, okay, okay. If you're not... Okay, someone who does it really well is um, Progressive. We've got Flo from Progressive. Everybody knows... Flow was from Progressive. That actress made that role for herself. Right. Well, now they have been slowly passing the baton on to Jamie, who right. is a new character for Progressive. But, you know, she still makes her little cameos, and she makes her little comments about all of a sudden it's more about Jamie than about her. And I feel like that brand did a really good job transitioning for the audience so that they can understand that this is a new character we're introducing. We're going to be retiring the Flo character. And because we love Flo so much, we don't want her to go. So Progressive understands it, that we need our handheld a little bit. So with State Farm being a competitor, really, and trying to just ignore the fact that Jake was somebody completely different and running this into the ground, I feel like they're just be- beating a dead horse, so to speak, at yeah. this point. Yeah. So um, thoughts on that one? Let us know what, what you thought. Uh, Drake with the little heart, heart in his hair zipped into his head. Um, so he's uh, funny. Like as much as I kind of don't want Drake to be on my commercials, he's actually really funny. I have to admit, he's got an adorable sense of timing. But again, don't just give me a teaser of Paul Rudd. I want me a full service, a full helping of yeah. Paul Rudd. So then there were lots of other uh, celebrity ones. Samuel L. Jackson did uh, what we're a CGI version of Samuel L. Jackson had a commercial, <laughs> and then there was one with. Uh, the guy from, um, you know his name, the guy from um, Everybody Loves Raymond, the brother, the tall one. Uh, the tall one is uh, Brad Garrett. Yep, he played a, a mafia Jimmy John sandwich guy uh, commercial in this commercial, Mafia Sandwich Men or whatever. So there was lots of, of celebrity things. We're not going to talk about all of them because, frankly, some of them didn't make a that big of an impression on me. But then there is one that did make an impression on me, albeit negative, and that's because it was, again, another one of those that was built up to be hype. And that is the Amy Schumer commercial, which, you know, it had these teasers at the very beginning, which I, I'm a big fan of the teaser. lets people know something is coming in the Super Bowl. Tune in to figure out what's going on. Um, but it was for Hellman's mayonnaise, and she played the fairy god male? What? <laughs> Not I an mean, excellent use of Amy Schumer's talent. No, 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 not at all. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it wasn't brand relevant to how she's positioned herself at all. Um, the one that they did before with the, the Budweiser made more sense because she's a little crass. That I, I kind of got. This, I didn't, I didn't get it. Why did you choose her? Um, and, and the spot really wasn't that good. Yeah, no. I mean, the only payoff was at the end when he says, what else can you do? And she says, nothing. I literally do nothing else. That's on brand with Amy Schumer. But it was such a stretch for me. And it's one of those situations where Amy looked great, sounded great. Nothing against Amy Schumer at all. I think she's fantastic. But it was like, I I almost felt embarrassed for her that she had to do those lines and be that. Even yeah. though she looked fantastic, I just feel like it wasn't written well enough for her. It wasn't wasn't showcasing the Amy Schumer that we want to see. 
Yeah. Uh, and then there was Tracy Morgan was in some. He was in Rocket Mortgage. Uh, <laughs> lots of different things that... I uh, liked those. That you liked the... the Rocket um, Mortgage. The ones. Pretty pretty Sure was, the, I think, yeah. those. Yeah. Um, Want to be pretty sure? And that's going to move me into... Um, those are kind of celebrity disappointments. That's going to move me into the Mrs. and what category. Um, and the first one that I have there was McDonald's. Mm-hmm. McDonald's commercial was um, people driving in a car going to a drive-thru. Uh, and they you know, had a, a mashup sort of thing going on. Um, if you don't know what a mashup is, it was very popular for a while. And it's the mixing of more than one song together. Uh, so the idea of doing a mashup was cool, but the commercial in itself, it didn't make any sense. The songs that they put together didn't make sense. They did were sonically wasn't very musical together. That didn't make sense. You got to the end and it's a thank you at a drive through. What? It just I just didn't know. Yeah, I think the point of the commercial because to your point it. McDonald's was trying to thank people for using the drive-thru and being patient with them while they kept their dining rooms closed. Closed, And I think the point of the commercial was how, basically, how rude we are in the drive-thru when we have our music turned way up and we're singing and the drive-thru people are just trying to do their job. But in a positive way, it was the idea of thank you for letting us you know, listen to some of your music and thank you for coming through the drive-thru and, and entertaining us. I feel like it could have been done better if the music had been more cohesive. Could have been done much better. If that was the plan, at least that's a plan. Uh, but it was not executed well at all. Well, I know because I have drive through experience. My father owns a <laughs> restaurant in the Chicagoland area. And, well, he used to own a restaurant until recently. Anyway, I want to talk about it. Um, he sold it. He didn't lose it, by the way. He sold it. So I guess it's a good ending. doesn't matter. We're not talking about that. The point is I worked drive through for many years. And there is there is something to be said about, sir, can you turn down your music because I can't hear you? Um, you know. And then when they pull up to the window, they're playing some song in the background. And sometimes it's actually quite fun for the employees because it's like, hey, did you hear that song? Or I haven't heard this song in forever. Yeah. So... It, there's a negative side to it, but the positive side is is that thank you for sharing that music with yeah. us throughout the. So, I, there to me, it it's it made the idea made sense. I just feel like it would have been cooler if they would have picked songs that did kind of go together better. Yeah, it would have. Um, um, I, I didn't. I spent the whole time. I watched it, and I'm I could tell what they were doing, and I'm really rooting for the agency that came up with this. It just did not work for me. Um, so it's a miss. Yeah, I think it's a miss too. I mean, I think I understand the concept just wasn't executed well and it wasn't executed in a way that was pleasing to you either. So, um, the next miss was for E-Trade. This commercial started with a boy, probably eight, nine, ten years old watching television. And there's this athlete and she's, you know, kind of doing this thing and you know the idea is that you know if you work hard you can be anything you want so then it goes into this rocky montage of this kid working out and then this voiceover comes on and basically calls him a failure it says well you'll never be good at this but you might be financially smart what (laughs) if you're gonna fail fail with style yeah i don't i mean um yeah, didn't didn't I don't 
don't know about that one. Yeah, didn't really work for me. You, so that's another usually, miss. Usually, you know, talking about failure and having images of children is usually not a good thing marketing wise. <laughs> you don't really want to put those two things in the same frame, you know. But I mean, there's like this little nerdy kid trying to work hard, trying to work out, trying to work hard to become some, you know, muscular, you know, superhero athlete, and then they're like, "Or oh, you could be a day trader." <laughs> Which tells yeah. you, number one, that day traders are, you know, people that couldn't make it anything, anything <laughs> uh, else, I guess. I don't know. Which is not true. Um, so the next one that I, I put in the miss category is for Pringles. Uh, Pringles have been trying to do this whole mix your own flavor thing for a while now. Um, and this ad came on. It looked very expensive. And it didn't really work for me. The idea was that there's these astronauts that landed in a, a capsule and they are going to be rescued and the people that are supposed to rescue them miss them because they're playing with Pringles. God, so, I hope that's not real life. <laughs> yeah, so the idea is that NASA missed them and then the ship is going by and, oh, we're going to be saved, and then the ship's crew misses them. Um, I, I get what you were saying. Not impactful. Did not really work for me. Spent the whole time concerned that the ship was going to hit him. Yeah, I like mean, iceberg I iceberg style. Yeah, Ugh, I didn't like it. It was, it was a total miss for me. Yeah. So, what what are your thoughts on on these misses in this category? Another one, and the last one that I'm going to talk about that I think was a miss was uh, the Skechers commercial, which is where they're talking to this couple, and everything in their life is to the max. It's all overdone. Um, their car is way too big. Their bed is way too big, and they, and everything is to the max, which has something to do with shoes. Um, it was not aesthetically pleasing. The message didn't come across well. Um, it didn't tie in with shoes well. I'm sure it did have some minor tie in, like maybe they are to the max soft or something. Well, yes, but yeah, I, it didn't didn't really work for me. Okay, so the backstory behind all that is, is so Skechers has this, okay, Skechers was embroiled in a lawsuit a little while ago, several years ago, because of their shape-up shoes. Their shape-up shoes were shaped a certain way. They made claims that it would help with weight loss and all that, the claims they couldn't back up. They got a lawsuit. It was, it was ugly. What this looks like to me is they are bringing back the design of the shape-up shoe, but they're repackaging it. And so basically it is... A shoe. It is a Skechers um, athletic brand shoe that has a sole that is very thick and rounded and cushiony and, and like over the top and honestly unattractive. It is an unattractive. Well, this looking was an shoe. unattractive commercial. Yes, it was an unattractive so. <laughs> looking shoe that cannot sell on its own yeah. because it's there's no appeal there. There's no aesthetics. So I think what they were trying to do was play up the idea that yes, we know it's a bit much. We know that this shoe looks weird and is a bit much but for those people that like things to the max it's perfect yeah so i think that's what the that's what the intent of the sh the campaign is and it's basically like okay so we got all these shape-up shoes how are we going to sell them <laughs> we can't sell them as yeah. shape-ups so i think that's what it seemed like to me um so those are are my misses now the rest of them don't really get mentioned because to me they're boring so uh, they're just, and by boring, I mean they're not spectacular. They are not Super Bowl worthy. But the top of the boring stack okay. would probably be the Sesame Street commercial, which was oh, DoorDash. Oh, you thought that was top um, of the boring? I do think that it, you know, they tried to tie it in with DoorDash. 
They used another brand, so there was co-branding with um, Sesame Street. It just didn't make sense. It didn't make sense to me, which kind of makes it kind of a, a you know a miss. It was not extraordinary, which kind of makes it boring. So it's kind of the transition one between those two for me. I disagree. You liked it. I did. Are you not a Sesame Street fan? I remember Sesame Street growing up. Sure. Do you remember get to know the people in your neighborhood? Sure, yeah. Okay. So I actually felt like it was a really cute tie-in. Um, also because the DoorDash was partnering with something. They are partnering with Sesame Street in a campaign to help raise awareness in, in local areas. So, I mean, it was very much about the, their partnership, which is why Sesame Street was brought in. But I think the tie-in has always been... Sesame Street has always been about your neighborhood. So, you know, the local grocer, the local florist, the local baker. And so, you know, it was always kind of like, hey, these are the people in your neighborhood. And since DoorDash, again, taking uh, a step from like uh, Grubhub, which is eat local, right. which is very much well, like Uber Eats. Uber, Uber Eats, my bad. <laughs> um, but, you know, taking a page out of that book, it's all about getting to know your neighbors. These are the people that are making your food, and these are the people, respectively, that are delivering your food. And so I actually thought it was quite an adorable tie-in uh, to get to know the people in your neighborhood. Was that song even going on in it? Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe I just missed all of that. Other ones that kind of fall in this is, um, you know, Robin Hood did an ad. The only thing about that is that Robin Hood has never done an ad before. Other than that, it's just a traditional ad, just like any yeah, other one. Yeah, they've been in the news recently, and um, I'm guessing that that was on the books before they decided to to be in the news recently. So I don't know. I mean, in, in that case, it works out for them because people heard about them in the news, and now they have a commercial. It, it kind of legitimizes them. But the commercial itself was not spectacular. It was just a commercial. Um, one to fill space. Uh, and I think that there was, a, you know, a lot uh, like that. There was um, the Chipotle ad, which tried to make the burrito a hero. It, it just seemed like a commercial. It didn't really work. Uh, Nintendo Switch had one, which they, I guess, tried to celebrity in the very end because it had Serena Williams in it. But other than that, it was just a commercial. I mean, it, it was a nice commercial, but it's just a, it's just a traditional commercial. Super Bowl, again, I expect to see top of the top, very creative, very high production, and those just didn't really do it for me. So that's our comments on the Super Bowl ads for uh, 2021, LV, LIV. I don't know. Hopefully whatever. they'll get their logos right uh, next year. So uh, tell us what's your thoughts. Is there anything that we didn't talk about? Anything you disagreed with? Do you have additional thoughts? Let us know in the comments uh, below or on our social media if, if you happen to be watching us on a platform that doesn't have a below. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let us know what you think. You can watch all of these again on our um, YouTube page. Just go to YouTube, look for Straight Shot Marketing Podcast, and then the playlist is called Super Bowl LV for 55. Right, and while you're there on YouTube, be sure to hit like and subscribe, mash the little bell. That'll tell you when we start releasing new episodes that you can watch with your eyes on uh, YouTube. Also, we are on every podcast platform, I think, that exists. I say that, you're going to find <laughs> stuff that we're not on. And let us know if we're not on something. But you can always go there. We've got audio versions. We've got video versions if you want to see us, if you just want to hear us. I tend to like podcasts where I can just listen and do other things. 
but there's a lot of people out there that also like to watch us for whatever reason. <laughs> um, but while you're there, like us on whatever platform that you're listening to us, we would really appreciate it. It really helps our numbers and it helps us to ensure that we can be there for more people like yourself who enjoy learning about everyday marketing and, 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 and Super Bowl commercials. And we will be back next year for the Super Bowl 2022, right? Yeah. Wow. We're gonna, it feels like I need a time machine to say that. But anyways, if we can get through 2021, we will be there at 2022 to talk more about Super Bowl commercials. But if you like this podcast, you're sure to love all the rest of our podcasts. So make sure that you sign yep. up for us. And the next uh, episode that we do of Straight Shot, which will be before 2022, uh, we're going to jump back into the, uh, the social media series. So we will do a little bit more talking about it. Yes. Do you know anything about social media? Do you know anything about the specific platforms of social media? Well, if the answer to any of those questions are, yeah, kind of, then you should probably give us a listen because we're going to be talking in depth about lots of things having to do with social media. So make sure you keep an eye out for that. We've already done a few episodes about social media, uh, general episodes. So we'd love for you to check those out before. So that way you get your feet wet. Get your homework. Get your homework. Anyway, guys, thanks for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the Super Bowl commercials as much as we did. Um, and I hope that you continue to have the keep the conversation going in our comments. And we will just see you on the flip side. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. If you found this podcast informative, we hope you'll pass along our web address, straightshot.net, to your friends, colleagues, and business associates. And please leave us a positive review on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash straightshot. If you would like to have your question featured on the show or would like to be a guest, call 678-825-8086, extension 300. Or you can email us at info at straightshot.net. Be sure to download the Straight Shot Podcast app on your smartphone to hear previous and new shows. This has been Straight Shot.